Welcome to Sunday on Monday, the best show about cannabis banking that you can listen to any day of the week. Brought to you by Safe Harbor Financial, bank with confidence, the nationwide leaders in cannabis banking. Ever since I started doing the Sunday on Monday podcast, I will get emailed questions or people will ask me over the phone, what would Sunday think of this? And so in discussions and issues related to the cannabis banking marketplace, on this episode, I want to have Sunday answer some of those questions. One that came up recently on a LinkedIn discussion was in terms of what we referred to back when I was in the Army, nomenclature. It's just a fancy word for what should we call things. Personally, I recoil when I hear the word pot. That is not a word I want to use when discussing this marketplace. And so I asked Sunday, for instance, New York, when they write legislation, they spell marijuana differently than the rest of us do. And so I asked Sunday, what should we call this product? That is the spelling the U.S. government adopted with the marijuana tax of 1937. So that's why you see legislation that now mirrors that spelling. It was changed simply to pronounce it more accurately in line with the origin of the word. Cannabis, on the other hand, is a broader word to include more than just marijuana and can also include hemp and other plant derivatives not included in the technical definition of marijuana. In my personal opinion, I have learned from the industry they prefer to use cannabis and shun the use of slang in representing their legal product. It diminishes the product and keeps it in a low light of history when the black market was where the product lived. And of course, that only further encourages a negative stigma. By the way, jokes and puns surrounding the product are not much appreciated either by the industry. Best left between friends than business. So we don't use slang words like weed or pot out of respect for the industry and what they have achieved. Even Safe Harbor Financial achieved a solid business model on this product called cannabis. And like the industry, we like the professionalism to be maintained. It's been a tough battle to get here today. After last month's episode, I had two emails in as many minutes asking if, with the success that Safe Harbor has achieved and is achieving, would they get more involved in some of the advocacy going on about getting convictions overturned for people who were put in prison for cannabis possession? It's a very big question, but of course, Sunday never shies away from big questions. Now, talk about a simple answer with a complicated solution. <laughs> you nailed it. How does one decriminalize and then deal with all the people in prison convicted for something now legal in their state? It's a difficult situation and requires additional legislation in each state as well as at the federal level to move this ball forward. But it is moving forward and has a high level of attention in state legislators' minds, especially as legalization of cannabis continues to rapidly move forward. Where do you draw the line and how far back does that line go? What convictions get overturned and then how do you deal with the criminal records for each individual? Well, that's an issue I'm glad I do not have to solve and feel for the legislators that do have to address in a fair and equitable manner. As it pertains to Safe Harbor, 
We have had clients in the past with convictions surrounding cannabis and have even dealt with some employee questions surrounding the same. Again, a fine line to walk and one that I think on the employee level that many institutions will have to deal with. This is the time in which we live, as they say. May you live in interesting times. I have to say, we are in those interesting and uncertain times, and the burden to create solutions is greatly upon those of us trying to move the industry from a hidden black market to the light of legalization and accountability. This industry is not for the narrow-minded, but for the creative-minded. The problem solvers will cut this path for history. Here's the good news for the industry. If the state issues a license to an individual with a cannabis conviction in the past, we, according to FinCEN, can rely on the state for doing their due diligence and issuing a legal license. Therefore, we have the ability to bank that individual and their business. It does not mean, however, that we don't have to do our own due diligence, because we do, but it's not the game stopper for those that have a history of this nature. I love what Sunday said about this is a marketplace for creative people because I consider myself a creative person. After all, I came up with Sunday on Monday, nobody else did, and yet I live in Texas where cannabis is still illegal. And so I often struggle with discussing it, even within my own family. And so I asked Sunday, what can we do to get past that stigma that generational stigma that I think holds the cannabis marketplace and things like legislation back. Cannabis is a very personal topic still. Early on, I had someone tell me, just call it product, not cannabis, not marijuana, not anything else. Get used to calling it product and think about it at that business level. That's a good start for those who want to discuss cannabis and yet not discuss it directly. It worked for me until I got comfortable. There's been so much history to include the war on drugs that a couple of generations may never get past that stigma. That's okay, right? Not our problem as we move business forward. The world is changing and business will change with it. I can easily speak to it now, but when we first started, it was not a topic easily discussed and I think people still thought the great Colorado experiment would still fail. Even today, California is struggling with their program, uh, albeit I think that they're too far along to let it fail at this point. However, the great experiment did succeed and now dispensaries are easily available. People would like to compare the presence of cannabis stores to that of liquor stores, but I think the cannabis industry has paid particular attention to their brand and the shopping experience. So the cannabis industry would not appear to be a shadow operation that one should be ashamed of visiting. This is what you will see, I think, as we move forward and the industry continues to flourish. I recall my first visit to a dispensary after we started the program and I was a bit shy about it but the more I compared the use of cannabis to the use of alcohol in my own head I soon saw it as a lifestyle choice and a personal choice to each person and who am I to dictate their life choices on a business level I'm here to serve the community not direct them on a moral level 
I do have to say, I asked my sister once, who was in the restaurant business, who would you rather wait on, someone who gets drunk at your table or somebody who's high at your table? And she told me, without hesitation, those that are high are much nicer to serve. I found that really interesting and, you know, have been drawing my own conclusions since about the use of cannabis. Since I follow Sunday and Safe Harbor Financial on social media, and you should too, by the way, I've noticed she's been out on the road a bit lately, and I asked her, is it good to be back out on the road, back meeting people in person, and telling them the Safe Harbor story? Most people don't believe this, but I am truly introverted by nature. So while COVID was a relief to me after being on the road so much previously, I, like everybody else, did miss the social aspect of not meeting up with sisters and friends after work. At the same time, given the situation we are in with moving Safe Harbor forward, it was a good time to focus on preparation, and I really took advantage of that. Now that that's ended and back into the public eye, the nice thing is so much can be done via Zoom-type meetings and I've increased my effective use of time not traveling while the workforce has adjusted to the same. The problem with the transitional situation we are in, from five days a week in the office to two or three days a week, and everybody's gotten very comfortable with that, it's, it's a problem when trying to optimize culture and teamwork. Our team is still adjusting. And I have some great managers working on this constantly to find the right mix. I am really thankful for the management team behind me that takes the time and consideration to build a new normal for the organization. Not sure where that's going to end, but I believe they'll collaborate with staff and find a good medium that will allow us to maintain culture and teamwork. The best part is that Safe Harbor clients realized uninterrupted service during COVID because we had already created a model that required the least amount of face-to-face time and allowed for reliable remote banking options. The Sunday on Monday podcast is the most listened to podcast that I host on my eloquent online channel. Last month's episode with the announcement of going public garnered a ton of listens. And so a lot of people wanted to know how are things going with the public offering, both professionally and personally. No pressure here, right? (laughs) I can say personal life remains limited for sure as we go through the process. I'm really grateful that I have a husband that understands that now is the time I have to continue to focus to get to the end game of DSPAC. And I'm pretty excited about it, but at the same time, it does take a lot of time and a lot of focus. I'm super excited, though, about the officer slate we've created to conquer this task to DSPAC. I'm not doing it alone. We've got some great officers we've added to the slate. They're motivated. They have successful careers behind them. They're going to be successful ahead of them because history repeats itself, right? I'm confident this team is ready to move Safe Harbor forward to success and transitioning has not been difficult on this level in terms of working together as a team. I'm even more excited about the new board slate we've assembled between the two companies. I believe we've established a slate of board members that will ensure a progressive, innovative, and successful future 
while keeping our eye on the regulatory nature of financial services. This is hugely important to me and to the success of the organization long term. I wish I could share the proxy filing <laughs> in terms of what you'll find on that, but it's soon upon us and it'll be available and definitely be public. So at that point in time, people will be able to see the list of officers and the list of board members. And I think, um, I think it'll be an impressive slate on both ends. I sure, I miss the downtimes, but once we get everything situated and transitioned, I look forward to enjoying a little more personal time then. Right now, I have an obligation to fulfill for which I signed up. You know, when you dedicate yourself to a cause, <laughs> failure is not an option, and you build all these obligations to make sure you're successful, and this is just one more step with that journey. I'm pretty sure I'm up to the task, and I know my officers and the oncoming board members are, as well as the management team behind me. They've got lots of experience and lots of dedication and lots of enthusiasm, despite the difficult times that everybody has had to go through to get to this point. Finally, as we close out Women's History Month, I wanted to ask Sunday about an observation that I myself have made. Since starting to follow more people in the cannabis marketplace and the cannabis banking marketplace, I have noticed that a significant number of the leaders that I admire and follow are women. I wanted to ask Sunday, has it been her experience or is it possible that women are finding new opportunities in the cannabis marketplace that perhaps eluded them in traditional banking or were denied to them? in traditional banking settings. Finance still remains much of a man's world, especially when you consider the higher level leadership positions. I never saw it more than I have in the last six months when I had to do investor pitches. And really, there was only one phone call, one Zoom meeting at least, where one female was showing her face other than the women who were setting up the calls. That really struck me as odd. But those are the movers and shakers at Wall Street. And it's sad not to see more women. The women before me took our success as a minority in the finance world to the next level, and I am doing my share to take the generation of women behind me to the next level. It can't change overnight, and we have to all work together as women to forge ahead and succeed together. Make no mistake, this does not mean we promote women just to improve statistics. This could be disastrous if someone is not prepared to lead. It means we prepare and mentor and teach the women around us on how to stand up, how to stand out, and how to succeed on their own merits. The more women in leadership, the more we can prepare the next generation. Make no mistake, I stand on the backs of successful women ahead of me, and I thank them for their leadership that they created an easier path for me in my own career. It's a process. I think everything that survives long-term is a methodical and incremental process. The foundation must be solid and remain solid or we end up taking steps backward. Well, that's the great thing about pioneers. They don't step backwards. They are always stepping forward. On a personal note, I have to say, as someone who did what only 1% of the human population can do and what only 1% of those who join the army will ever do, I value exceptionalism. I'm an expert 
on it because I've achieved it in my own life. And I have to tell you, in dealing with Sunday and her team, that is the word that always comes to mind, exceptionalism. And so if you have questions, please feel free to send them to me or call me. Sunday is always happy to answer those questions as part of the Sunday on Monday podcast, the best podcast about cannabis banking that you can listen to any day of the week. Brought to you by Safe Harbor Financial. Bank with confidence. And until next month, be exceptional, be creative, and take care.